Welcome back. So today we're going to talk about the 12 things that toxic people do. Why? Because now that I am back in Mexico, it's like decompression time. I don't know what it is about being back in the States, but I just feel so pressured to uh, buy a house and achieve and have all these things and all the shit. And when I get back here, I'm just like, oh my God, it doesn't matter. My life is fine. I can make it more about like an inner journey than the whole outer, like need all these things. So I'm just decompressing and focusing back in on the things that need to do. So I'm going to break this up. There's 12 things, but this is going to be part one because I feel like otherwise it's going to get too long. So let's get started. Number one is that the person will keep you guessing about which version of them that you're getting. So my ex was kind of like this. He, I can't believe we've been broken up for like five years now. I've been away from him just as long as I was with him. And there, it still makes me so incredibly angry. Um, the whole thing. It's something I'm still processing. They say that it takes you half the amount of time to get over the relationship and the trauma and the drama as it was like as the time that you're with them. But when you are deeply scarred by it, it takes a lot longer. <laughs> um, so with my ex, it was like... I would avoid asking him for help or for things. Like I literally had another friend, a male friend, that I would ask to help me. Like if I broke down on the side of the road, my male friend would be the first person I would call. And he was. There was a time where um, I was getting diesel for my truck and I told the the guy, the kid, diesel like twice. And he even was like, diesel, right? And I was like, yeah, diesel. And he literally put gas in my truck and we couldn't start it of course and so they had to tow it and i was supposed to be hauling a horse to like vancouver from hood river and i had the horse in the trailer so we had to like unhook the trailer it was just a big fiasco and so i called my friend zach and he brought his truck and went with me to vancouver like dropped everything and went with me and i was just like oh my god wow thank you and I didn't even call my, my boyfriend at the time, my fiance, to tell him nothing. Because you, I never knew what version I was getting. Was I getting a sweet, loving person? Or was I getting someone that was going to complain and make me feel bad for what happened? Like, I remember just the anxiety of being like, oh my God, he's going to be pissed at me. And so I didn't tell him. Um, number two, they manipulate you. And this could be a friend, this could be a parent. My mom definitely would manipulate my emotions as a teenager uh, to get what she wanted. And of course, my partners would do that as well, where it was just like, they would guilt you, they would make you feel bad, they would withdraw or come close and withdraw and do all these things that were just like always playing with your emotions so you would do what they want. Number three, they won't own their feelings. This is something I struggle with, even with my current partner. I think it's just something men like to do, where when they start feeling an emotion because it's uncomfortable, they just kind of like withdraw from it. And it's just like, 
you can tell, especially as an empathetic person, you can tell that there's something happening there, but they don't communicate with you, so you don't know. And you're just like, okay, how do I... Oh, right, I don't know. Okay, bye. <laughs> right? Um, number four, they make themselves... They make you prove themselves, yourself to them. And as a woman, like we inherently have value. And this is not an unfair thing. It's it's just the balance of and the order of things. Like we inherently have value. And so we don't need to prove ourselves to anybody. We don't need to prove if we're a good person or a bad person or if we're worthy of a man. Like all you have to do is walk down the street. Like we already have value to men no matter what. So we don't need to prove ourselves. We don't need to prove if we're the right partner to, to get love. Like, time will tell if, if we're compatible, but the, I don't need to prove anything to you. And as a man, you don't need to prove anything to us either. You just have to, we, we're just looking for certain things. Just like you're looking for certain things to us, it's not a matter of proving anything. It's just a matter of are we compatible when we're our authentic selves. So if you're trying to meet someone's standards or be the person that that person wants to be, you're eventually going to burn out and be unhappy because you're not being your authentic self. Like you have to be able to come into a relationship as your authentic self. And that's really hard to do. It's true with business too. Like you have to be able to stand in your own power and be like, these are the things I'm good at. These are my, um, these are what I'm comfortable with. And if you're not, you're just going to burn out in, in the sense of things. Um, number five, one, two, three, four, five, number five, they don't apologize. My ex never apologized. Never, ever. I can't even think of a single time. He was like, Oh, I'm sorry. Like that happened. Or he wouldn't even say he, I think maybe like three times in the whole relationship, he said it in like a passive aggressive way where it's like, Oh, I'm sorry that happened to you. Or something like that. I'm sorry that you feel that way. You know, right? One of those. But they don't actually know how to authentically, uh, genuinely apologize because that would mean a, a reflection of themselves and they can't, they literally cannot self reflect. Like, literally cannot. It will break their ego because they will see how horrible they have been. And number six, they will be there in a crisis but never share in your joy. So, and this was something with my mom where she will be right there if something bad is happening. But if you're like super excited about something, it will make her feel insecure. And so then she will struggle to be happy for you. Um, and this is true with toxic people. My, my ex and several boyfriends in the past were the same way where you'd be really excited and then they would realize how like insignificant they were. <laughs> Or they would feel insignificant because of how um, joyous I was. So even as a kid, I learned to really keep my excitement low because of the people around me. It would make them sad and I didn't want to feel them sad, make them sad. So I would be excited, but then I would downplay my excitement around everybody just to get along. Okay, so that's the first six. And we'll leave it here for today. And in the next episode, I'll go through the next six traits of a toxic person. Dun, dun, dun.